Alright, welcome to a special edition. What are we going to call this? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we, we got a great start. We're getting, we got to <laughs> take both of our names. That's what I said. It's, it's, it's under the top rope. Yeah, there you go. Under the top under rope. The top rope yeah. Live from the Arnold 2018, which is celebrating 30 years, which is absolutely insane. Every year it gets bigger and better and uh, more things. This year, axe throwing, which one of our ring girls just did. Uh, so every year they add a different sport. And we got to start off, though, really quickly. Uh, and then we'll do our introductions around. Jimmy just competed in the Spartan Obstacle Course. Try, try to. Try to. And uh, I, got, I got all except for the rope climb and then, like, the rings and the monkey bars kind of thing. I did everything else there. Well, we discussed it. You, you did the walls very well, but then you hit the wall. Well, that's it. And so when I got over the inverted wall, like I got down on the ground and I was like, I'm okay. And then I picked up that heavy ass medicine ball and kind of like waddled to and fro. And after I set that down, I was done. Like I knew I had hit my wall, but I'm like, I'm gonna try it anyways. Tried to go up the rope. My hands go, are you kidding me right now? Try to do the rings. My, my hands are like, Nope. <laughs> so then I was able to pull the chain up slowly. I was able to pull it up and then just, you have to at the end, they have this like weird, like half moon treadmill. And I, I you have to like burn 10 calories on it. So however long that takes. And I'm like, right at the end, I'm like, <sighs> just like two more, two more. Okay, I'm done. You look like Brock Lesnar like two minutes ago at Matt Wrestling Natural. Well, well, you know us heavy guys, you know, it takes a lot of energy to move this shit. And Rochelle will tell you, like, I'm sensitive for a little bit, but then business Brad comes back 10 seconds later. And I even told Josh, I was like, if something happens to Jimmy, is it the Arnold's insurance or is it the undercard's insurance that covers this? No, I, I think it's my insurance for my stupidity. They, they, they asked me right at the beginning, they're like, do you have any questions? I'm like... You have EMS on standby, right? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, good. I might have a heart attack. Well, let's go around the table really quick so everybody knows who's here. Uh, we got a couple ring girls here really quick. Introduce yourself. I'm Jocelyn. I'm Rochelle. I'm Josh. Concerned about you at the obstacle course. <laughs> we should have recorded before the race, I think. No, I was fine. I just I, I had a brain fart for a second. I was trying to think of something funny to say, and then I lost it, and then I lost my friend initially. So yeah, you guys have come down as fans for a yes. little bit. A little bit different how the undercard we come down as as work, but we do enjoy it. What what drew you guys to the Arnold? Uh, you know, I mean what. It's not their first year here. No, I know, but I'm saying, I did say that they've come multiple times. Yeah, 
I really miss, and I think you guys were here when Next was here. I wish WWE would come back yeah. with the ring. That's that. That's I missing. Been here while that's been here. In three years, probably. Yeah. Uh, but I was looking back through old pictures, getting ready for this, and uh, oh, my mind went blank. Uh, Triple H. No, the girl right now who's on a win streak. We saw Oscar her fight. Oscar. Yeah. Oh, Oscar, yeah. Yeah, she was here and fought, and I got a picture with her. I didn't even remember it. Greg, you don't have an excuse for having great fights. You didn't do the obstacle course. Dude, I watched you, and it was as much exertion. Yeah, I was gassed after, basically after the walk, the inverted wall. So, uh, besides the wrestling aspect, what would you like to see the Arnold add? Especially Tabitha because she's into it. What's missing? I mean, Axe throwing is here now. You know, there's Jedi fencing too. I have something. I think I wish Diamond Dallas Page would bring DDP Yoga here. Okay. I think that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I can't believe he's not already here. Yeah. Probably gotta go soon down in the conference rooms down that way. It's up here, upstairs too. I'm bringing my stunt sabers and we're doing this. Alright, yeah. Alright. It's, it's, it's like just like under the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> under the top rope. Just under the top rope. Yeah. The, the big joke is why would the Arnold, uh, should I even say that? Why, why would Arnold throw this during Oscar weekend? He's not up for Expendables 3? Come on! Yikes. <laughs> uh, Brad, three years ago, Paul, they want their joke back. Oh, no, 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 no. It's been was like three years ago. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It wasn't this year, I know that much. Arnold will probably get a lifetime achievement. And the Oscars? That'd be cool. I had an Arnold Inception uh, this morning. We're at the Arnold Classic and I'm watching TV in my hotel room and Kindergarten Cop was on. So I was watching Arnold while being at the Arnold. A little bit of Arnold substance. I think we're referring to me. So what do you think, uh, just personally, I've gotten back into wrestling big time. I'm consumed by it. First off, YouTube TV. Does anyone have YouTube TV? That is the greatest thing ever. YouTube TV, it's my full endorsement. It's cable. What better than cable through your phone? Uh, so, it, you know, I'm watching Raw, SmackDown as it happens, wherever I am, through my phone, through uh, cable. It's great. Raw's been pretty good, and we're in the lead up to WrestleMania right now, so it's like the best time of the year. SmackDown has been mostly unwatchable. Yeah. The AJ Styles is this good, and then that's about as far as the draft is coming up again when after WrestleMania? Um, there, there's been rumors that it's coming up soon, but there's no definitive news. And they're going back to dual branded pay-per-views. So we had this period of time after the brand split where Fastlane and yeah. they didn't have two a month, one for each show. Now they're doing one a month, both shows are on it, and the pay-per-views are not going to be four hours instead of three. Alright, so 
from this side and then we'll get back to the ring girls here with uh, the Arnold. I want thumbs up, I want yays or nays on storylines if you like them going on right now in the WWE. Tabby, you're in. Jimmy, you're in. Rochelle. Alright, we're going to start off with none other than John Cena not being able to find a road to the Wrestlemania. Did you like that storyline where he's pandering to find a way to get there? If it leads to a match against Undertaker, yay. If it doesn't, nay. Okay. Uh, I thought The Undertaker was retired. I mean, is he WWE retired? Well, I know, I'm just saying, but is he WWE retired or is he like retired, retired? I think he said he was retired a couple years in a row. And then Vince convinced him to come back. Or he's like, man, my hip's bugging me. I'm, I'm, I think I'm done. And he has hip surgery. He's like, I got one more match. All right, so, all right. You never know. I can't see John Cena. <laughs> oh boy. Alright, alright, next storyline. Uh, uh, we gotta talk Ronda Rousey right off the bat. Do you like her immediately coming on as a face and, and going against Stephanie McMahon and Triple H, it looks like? Do you think this is a good approach to introduce her to the WWE Universe? I don't, I don't think there's someone with that much media crossover. Um, you can't can't introduce her as a heel. She's going to get popped pop anyway. So, I mean, I think this is the only way you can go. And then let her do something drastically in a little bit. And then she's going to be in a mad ass heel. Keep going. Uh, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I think it was, it's good. I think they're going to probably turn her heel immediately. I think at WrestleMania, I mean, this is my prediction. WrestleMania, her and The Rock will win. And she'll turn on The Rock and immediately become a heel. That's cute that he thinks the rocks will wrestle WrestleMania. It's totally gonna be our friend that's over there at the barn dad who's third angle. Oh it's gotta be. Really? Rocks is movie movie star insurance isn't gonna cover WrestleMania. Uh, sure. Yeah. You're really into this, aren't you? <laughs> I, I he's the one who watches it, not me. I hear about it, but He's like, I'm so excited, such and such is on tonight. There was one, not not Raw, not SmackDown. Uh, Royal Rumble. No. Elimination Chamber. That one. Yeah, that was exciting. All right, what do you think about uh, the Alexa Bliss with uh, Kurt Angle playing the women topic right now where she's being treated unfairly uh, uh, like the Universal Champ Brock Lesnar? That was weird. I didn't want him to go there that route. No, it's, it's I think it's good because she's a cowardly heel. So she's trying to figure out what what can I use to try to get out of this match. I thought I mean I thought because she went there it fits her character. She's you know, she's like a I, I don't want to say this because I you know it's not the same level, but you know, she's like a Ric Flair. She's like, I'm gonna do everything I can to, to, to win without having to with like minimal effort. I I agree exactly with everything that just said. Yep. <laughs> All right, last but not least, Roman Reigns is playing the uh, uh, part-time wrestler with Brock Lesnar, and he's, he's, he's trying to get the fans at the WWE, like it's their second time around pushing Roman. Do you think this is a successful storyline where he's like, 
you know, Paul Heyman only works 10 times a year and, you know, trying to get the people behind him. He cut the best promo he's ever cut in his entire career last week. Like, I, I don't... I don't hate the guy because he's only doing what they're telling him to do and he's got a good look. He's working on his promo skills, whatever. But he, like, I was, that was the first time I've ever heard him open his mouth and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually a little excited to see that match. But, you know, then they were booing him in the dark match after that. So, you know. I don't, I, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I don't. I, I. I. I was out of the loop for a while. I don't know enough about him uh, to really give an opinion one way or the other. I, from what I've seen since I started watching again, I like him. I like his in-ring character. Um, I didn't see the promo last week, so I can't comment on that. But yeah, I. I, I like the guy. So yeah. the whole thing with him is that he. He's the the smart mark fans like me, like the you know 30, 40 year old guys, all think that. Pushing him down our throats, and that's why he gets booed. And then it became popular for him to get booed. It's not actually anything he's done or hasn't done. His promo skills need some work. What about you, Tabitha? You like uh, Roman Reigns calling out part-time wrestlers? Uh, I'm thinking they can. And From what I hear, we like Roman Reigns. I do. I think he he looks like a champ. Yeah. I really do, and I think it's a time. Especially because Brock Lesnar's rubbing in this, I'm going we back don't to the like, UFC. And we don't stuff. like Brock Lesnar. So you think there's truth behind the rumor? That's why it wasn't. So there's a rumor going around that Dana White posts that picture, and Vince McMahon got mad uh, before WrestleMania, and he was backstage, and they told him, "You're not going out. This is your punishment." Because I guess in the past there's been punishment like that where the WWE goes, "That's a violation," and so they it allowed Roman Reigns to do this more of this part-time stuff. Do you think that's true? There was punishment, like trying to reel Brock in before WrestleMania because he's pretty much done. Sounds like a fairy tale to me. Sounds like something somebody made up. I don't know. We've all known that he was leaving. His contract's up uh, a couple months after WrestleMania. I think we all knew he was leaving. And I, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's one of the worst things that's happened in production wrestling in years because he doesn't. He never defends the title. When he does, he just squashes whatever it is. I think when Roman beats him, look at, like, look at Elimination Chamber, you see how stacked the main event scene is, it's going to be great. It's going to be absolutely fresh matchups. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Brock's one of those guys that I don't really like him in either sport. I think his sport was collegiate wrestling, and that's about where he probably should have stayed. Hot take. Not really, that's a hot take. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I don't like his personality. Like, at first I thought, like, when he came out of the wrestling scene, I thought that was just, like, a character. That was Brock Lesnar's character. But, no, that's just Brock Lesnar. He's just a dick. And I don't like that. That's something we've always hated about him is he doesn't love him. Like, a lot of people, like, like, for instance, a lot of people are mad about Ronda. I'm not mad about Ronda because I know she loves the business. Like, he doesn't love the business. It's a paycheck. Oh, he goes to his farm in Minnesota and says FU in the airports and stuff. I, I, I mean, when he first came on the scene, he was kind of, you know, he was the big beast, he was a machine, and he was like, he was going to be able to take on some of like the really big ones, like the big show and these guys that were just monsters, stuff like that. And then they teamed him or they matched him up with Zach Gowen, 
and he fucking threw him down a flight of stairs. Like, not like pushed him down, like picked him up and threw him from one landing to another. And I'm like, that's just bullshit. I mean, I know Zach does, you know, he's going to take the abuse, but you don't, you don't do something like that to another human being. I don't care who you are. See, and that shows that that promo's about work for you, because that's how you're supposed to feel. I would have, I would have, I would have hated him if he pushed him down the flight of stairs. But what he did was above and beyond what he should have done to another human being. I hate his haircut, the size of his head. Uh, that he, he bleeds easy. That he pisses, pisses not clean. These are things yeah. I do not like about Brock Lesnar. And you know what, Cody, our co-host, who's, who's fighting tonight in UFC uh, 222. Much love, Cody. We're thinking of you right now. Uh, after this airs, you'll already have one against Brian Caraway, but I, I love how Cody, when you bring up Brock Lesnar, Cody goes, <laughs> he just hates him so much. And, but like Cody's an anti, like once you cheat with steroids, yeah. fuck you kind of guy, dude, you know? Uh, we feel that way about John Jones too. It's like, how many times can we give you the love and stuff, so. I was telling Jimmy earlier, I think they should start a, like a separate weight, like a separate division of UFC people that juice like make it make it make it legal only in that division no weight classes just juicers no weight classes no credibility right just juicers if you want to juice that's fine but you you cannot hold a title uh you are not a part of the main roster and you can fight anybody that is on that roster it doesn't matter how little or how big they are I mean, it's obvious that Dana White likes freak shows for money because he bring, keeps bringing Brock back, and he gave he let uh, him, a guy who's never done MMA, who had some name value, see him punk. He's got another fight coming yeah. up. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. It, though, so the one thing, like letting him have a fight uh, on, on a, like a main event, like, like I don't think he, was he the was that the main event fight? It was, it was on the main card. Main yeah. card, yeah. main card fight in his debut because of his name value. It's like bad enough, but then, and I and I love CM Punk, so like I'm a huge fan. Um, it takes the credibility away from the other fighters. Then to let him fighters. have another, yeah, to let him have another fight is even worse. It takes the credibility away from the other fighters who actually work to get up that high. Right. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Cody. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cody. Exactly. <laughs> so we we heard you back. Yeah. <laughs> we heard you met Kurt, which yeah. it's got to be a highlight, right? Legend. What was uh, he like? Uh, he's very like? appreciative yeah. of having fans, yeah. yeah. Like, go ahead. The dick was just making me feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> so big. He, um, he, he is a living bobblehead. He really yeah. is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know how, like, when you see him on TV, especially the couple times they've let him wrestle, he kind of looks like, you know, like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm here. Like, he, like, he's, like, it's almost like, they're letting him make a wish. Like his, his his expression is like they're letting him make a wish kid wrestle. Like he's got he's like so happy to be there. He loves it. Like he looked he, he had the same look on his face meeting the fans. He's like so appreciative of the fans. Like I know that was made him sound bad, but like I just I love how much he loves being back home. Like it's yeah he's happy. I think he struggles too when they're shooting in the ring, um, any conversations, any promos in which he's being attacked. It seems like it's difficult for him as commissioner of the the Raw League. It just it comes off awkward. Yeah, because he could probably murder most of the people. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
but you know, he, he, the way he takes it and kind of, you know. The, the actual, I don't, I don't know if it's a highlight, it's probably more like a low light of being over there was, um, he was a little late and there was some really, really like stereotypical wrestling fans behind us getting really upset and they kept, um, like they'd, they'd think someone was going to cut or something so they would complain to the people in the booth like, you better watch those people and all this stuff and it's just like, I need to get, I, I almost left before we got to curve because I was so annoyed with the people around us. But we got through it, it's all good, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was hairy over there. Besides uh, Kurt, what was the, uh, your most favorite thing you saw at the Arnold? Yeah, I think it's good. Earlier we next year if it's at all possible to actually like get up and walk around and you know see a few more things if I can. Well I think we're gonna walk around after this podcast and take pictures with the green girls and stuff at like certain areas and have people hold up the Cody shirt so we'll try to see. What's, what's your favorite thing you see? Yeah. What's your favorite thing you see in Isabel? Like, next year at the Arnold, you'd like to see this. 
or less of something well, obviously, else. Obviously, NX, NXT, uh, right. like NXT coming back, or even if they were to, I don't know if they'd do it because I feel like Arnold has a pretty good relationship with WWE. Um, but like, even if they brought some independent wrestling here, um, um, my my thing is one thing I'd like to see different is just, and this is with any convention, like a, a way to handle the chaos. But like you said, that's true of any convention, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. And as things get more popular and more well attended, it right. just gets worse. So, you know, and, uh, it's a good problem to have, I guess. Uh, I, I, I forget the uh, the book or the play that it was from, but it's called No Exit. But uh, there's a quote that says, L is other people. And I think that perfectly describes like post-convention. It's not the stuff and the convention, it's having to do with everybody else who is part of the convention.
BSN is still here. BSN was a great shirt. They're still here. Okay, I gotta go get another shirt. But I, I do see a high turnover in here. Now, this is what I wanted to talk to you really quick. So, this was cutting edge 30 years ago, right? Just like it is now. It, it's all about science and stuff like that. Do you realize, let's just go in a time machine really quick. What might have been around 30 years ago? Abplex demonstrations? Yeah, can you imagine like the newest thing, Abplex, and people be like, whoa, standing around, or, you know, Thighmaster. There could have been some really funny moves, dude. I almost wish people had photos to see what people were advertising back then. And pretty much then, it was just vitamins, right? You take your vitamins, you're good. And then science caught up and got crazy.
And you could go up to them and say, hey, I'm thinking about working out, I'm thinking about starting this, thinking about buying this product, what do you recommend? And they can even recommend saying, well, for your, what you're trying to do and for your body type, we recommend you start with this, then go to here and eat this and do that as like part of the nutrition. I think that's a huge loss if they don't have something like that. Like you were saying, yeah. What would you like to see here, Isabella? Like cinnamon. 
Yeah, and then I don't eat healthy, like ever, 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 ever. So like, I don't know. I had Wendy's for breakfast this morning. So like, but like, so it's embarrassing when people are like, "So what are you eating, Emily?" Oh my god, dude, you don't want to know. I just ate like a stir fry bowl, dude. I'm never healthy at all. Actually, that's pretty. That was pretty healthy. Yeah. Okay. Bad example. As long as you didn't put cheese on it. But did you have meat? See, that's the difference. Yeah. See, that's a that's a difference. That's a difference because if you if you didn't have the meat and then you had the cheese, like it doesn't exactly equal out, but you're not doubling it. You know what I'm saying? You're not doubling the fat content. If you had the chicken and the cheese, that's like doubling the fat content. <laughs> well, no, I'm. I mean, we had it yesterday. I'm going back there after we're done with this, and I'm getting one again. It was awesome. Well, I'll think I'm eating healthy when I'm eating like an anti-pasta uh, salad where it has all the salami and ham in it and stuff. And then I put like a bunch of oil and vinegar on it. It's like seven, 7,000 calories and then some lettuce underneath it. No sodium whatsoever. Dad bad. Dad bad. Like said what happened though. No. Then you started to and then we got saturated. I'm trying to remember exactly. I'd have to look it up what I what I had, had eaten and it was just like a disappointment thing. It was just like, I, I, every year I promise that I'm going to be in shape going into next year. But this year, I honest to God, will be in shape next year for this event. I don't know what it's going to take, but we're going to make it happen. Cody. Cody probably. Just start training with Cody. Text me motivation. You guys used to be running. I love that you guys ran together and stuff like that. You guys were like my motivation for a little bit. But then they treat themselves like <laughs> I, that's so why we together. Yeah, yeah, you guys. 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 Yeah, uh, like once a weekend, but we're, we, we, we definitely got to do it uh, <coughs> soon. So, so uh, back on, on track though with the, the subjects of our show, um, I'm a WWE guy. I like some of the local independents. But you told me of a very exciting show coming. Uh, Ring of Honor yeah. is coming to Royal Oak. Yep. Tell tell a wrestling fan that's listening from the undercard why they should give Ring of Honor a chance and what's different and what makes it unique over WWE. Um, well, so that exact show is actually a Ring of Honor New Japan promoted show. So um, I mean, it's it's pretty much plain simple. Better wrestling. Better. I mean. Better wrestling. Uh, I don't, you know, I split hairs with storylines and stuff, but like, I mean, that's why I like New Japan and especially New Japan, but and Ring of Honor as well is, is better wrestling. And if, if you see all these people around, you know, you see all this bullet club stuff, and you're wondering like, what is this? Or if you're a big fan of Finn Balor and Carl um, uh, Anderson and Luke Gallows, and you're like, what is this Japan stuff they're talking about? This is, go back to, you know, go to this show and you'll see, like, you'll see the Bullet Club and what all that, that's not where they came from. 
Are they accessible? Do they get on concourse and sell at tables, or yes. is it is, is so it too big? They no. So Ring of Honor is the Ring of Honor New Japan shows. They they do meet and greets, um, and they do. It's like you see like 10, 10 wrestlers in the roster maybe. Yeah. And they don't they don't like it's usually like the big guys. It's like you know uh, like so the guy that just wrestled Chris Jericho in Japan, um, Kenny Omega. Like the last one we went to, we did a meet and greet. So there's like 10 wrestlers there. They do, um, it's 25, no, it's 20, 20 bucks. And you get a signed 8 by 10 and a picture of the wrestler for 20 bucks. And you just traveled out of town too. You, you went two states over to see a show? Was it two states over to Chicago? Yeah, we go to Chicago for wrestling quite a bit. And then actually we just, so the one we just did was in Dayton, um, Dayton, Ohio, where our friend Dave Chris uh, runs the promotion. And um, they had Tetsuya Naito there. He was in the uh, main event of WrestleMania this year. Which is pretty cool. Did you ever go to any uh, XACW shows when OI4K was there? Wait, who was there? OI4K. No. That's Dave's from that. That's yeah. Uh, DBA, Sabu had, had a pretty good match. There's a couple that I'll always remember. Uh, XICW, I haven't been in a little bit uh, since uh, Podcast Detroit hasn't been as involved. Um, but, you know, I, I felt like the XICW storylines for having a show as often as they did with Ritz and stuff, I thought they were a little bit slow with their storylines for something that was like Best of Detroit was going once a month and everything like that. You know, I, I just thought they had no reason to draw out storylines. Like every every month should have been like crazy flipping. Yeah, they, I, I agree. I think there's a lot they could do better. A lot. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think with XICW, one of the, the hardest uh, difficulties is, in a show like that is, you, you can't really say for sure like the next show, you're gonna have this guy and this guy, so you can do a storyline. Because a lot of the guys that work independent, like Rhino, like also work like WWE and uh, T, uh, T or not TNT. Jesus Christ! Impact. Impact. Yeah, you know stuff like that. So their schedules flip flop so much, you can't guarantee they're gonna be there for the next show. So you can't. You have to kind of like make up a storyline when you know who you're gonna have. And that, that has to make it difficult. Yeah, they were flubbing storylines with the local guys too. Yeah, yeah. But you, that, that, there's truth to what you say. Yeah. It's, it's both, you know. But they need a better, they need a better script writer, what they need. Yeah, probably. Well, no, I mean, you, you know. It's weird for me to agree with that because I know who their booking committee is, so it's, you know. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm not saying booking committee. I'm like, saying, like, better stories. Malcolm. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying right. I'm, I'm just saying you need you need an actual like professional writer who can like you know because I mean it's soap opera with violence. It's really what it is. So you need a good soap writer, you know, that'll bring the fans in. Maybe have a little bit of a love interest, you know. Well, you know the best the best people the best people are the people they, they come along every once in a while who understand the business and also know how to write. So. Jimmy Jacobs, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. Um, he was, a, uh, just for the listeners' sake, he was an independent wrestler who wrestled a lot at XICW. And then he became a writer at WWE. Um, he's responsible for a lot of really cool stuff, um, including like 
he wrote the list of Jericho and all the stuff that Kevin Owens and Jericho did last year, which was like the best stuff on TV in, in uh, WWE. Um, and so he was a perfect guy because he, he wrestled on the independents for 10 years, knows how, how wrestling works, knows ring psychology and stuff, but also is a proficient writer. Right. He did, and now he's back on the indies and, and he's wrestling at Impact. See, there you go. That's what they need. Circle of life. <laughs> well, as we wrap this up, I want to have you guys in the studio for a WrestleMania show. I think we were on your show last time for like an event, but have you guys, I don't know if Tuesday nights work for you, but uh, as the WrestleMania storylines come about, I'd love to have you on there. We will be out of town for WrestleMania itself, but not on Tuesday. So okay. I, don't know how, I, I don't know how if I can get the whole crew down on Tuesday, but I can definitely get it. Some of us live in Toledo, Ohio, so uh, it's man. harder to get harder to get there. So. Well, I made the mistake the other night. Uh, so the pre-party that you guys weren't uh, yet in town for, I just had to hype up the Terminator fight series, and I made the mistake of telling them that I was from Michigan on the stage, <laughs> and I had my first heckler ever. This girl, like, she was mean, dude. Like, she had me off track, and. Uh, basically told me to F off and I was like, oh my God. And uh, I was heckled because I said Michigan, worst thing I could say. I know, and then it was like, there was only 10 people in there, but it was like all booze. It was like, boo. And I'm distracted when I'm talking sometimes on the mic. And so then I imagine the comedian that gets heckled, how hard that has to be. Because after that, they didn't want to hear anything I had to say. Like go back to Michigan. I've seen several brave souls this weekend wearing their maids of blue in Columbus, and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's, it's scary down here. Don't do that. You're probably broken into or something. Like I did. Not this weekend, but on previous Columbus trip. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have some good uh, Ohio stories I'll save for the future about the card. <laughs> but um, I want to thank you guys for doing the podcast with us. They're setting yeah. up for Alliance here. We probably got to... Got to get moving here in a second, but um, Arnold 2018, maybe we'll recap it too. Uh, maybe you'll run into a couple more people too tonight. I'm sure people will be out and about. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> what was it called, Rochelle, really quick before it closed? Under out? the top rope. Under the top rope. Yeah. All right, under the top rope. I like that. <laughs>